Welcome to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Axel Ragnarsson, and on this show, I dissect how seasoned multifamily investors started, built, and scaled their businesses. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about a question that multifamily investors should be asking themselves when thinking about where to deploy their cash and deploy their capital. And that question is, where is the highest and best returns for my dough? And seems like a pretty high-level, broad, vague question, which it is in a lot of ways. But specifically, if we're going to taper that down a little bit, is does it make more sense for me, for me to be investing cash into new deals or into our current portfolio? Where is the highest and best return for the cash we have to invest? And this is a question specific to those investors that are doing their own deals and aren't and aren't necessarily raising money, or maybe they're doing deals with a partner or two, and you know themselves and their partner or two are the ones that are investing cash on a regular basis into their deals or into new deals. Not necessarily a question for syndicators who are raising equity for deals because you're raising all the capital for those deals up front, and you're probably not going to be in a position where you're just throwing external capital into current portfolio or into current projects unless it's like a distressed situation. So let's assume that you're an investor that does your own deals or you got a you know partner or two that you do deals with. Does it make sense for you to go and put cash into new deals or to continue to optimize and increase the returns on deals you already own? So what I mean by that is, if you're looking at a new deal, let's you know, let's say you own a portfolio of 50 units, right? You got five 10 unit buildings or something like that. And you've done some level of a value add on all of them over the last few years as you've built your portfolio. Does it make you know, let's say you got a couple hundred grand, right? You got a decent chunk of money. Does it make sense for you to go out there and look to buy a new 10 unit deal and to put that capital into a new project with returns that are maybe, let's just assume they're relatively market returns. I don't know, 8% cash on cash, 15 IRR, something like that. Or does it make sense for you to take that couple hundred grand and invest it throughout the portfolio that you already own? Well, it obviously depends on how optimized and how stabilized your current portfolio is. But let's say that within that portfolio, there's a couple common areas that haven't been painted yet. Let's say that you have a couple units you haven't necessarily done work on. Let's say that there's some of these units that have washer dryer hookups, but you've been just telling residents to bring their own washer dryers and you haven't been providing them, right? And therefore you're leaving some rent on the table. Let's pretend that there's some exterior painting that could be done on a building or two that would further improve the curb appeal and therefore increase your gross revenue and increase your rent roll as it relates to your property being a little bit more desirable, help to minimize vacancy, help to improve that property's NOI. I could keep going and going. We all understand how we add value to apartments, or at least we all should understand that by now, given how many episodes of this podcast I've released on that topic. But the fundamental question is, can I invest in my current portfolio and see a, a much quicker and short-term return on my capital than actually buying a new deal? And I think that the bull market of the last 10 plus years, and specifically of the last three, four years, you know, really 2019 to 2022, has conditioned investors that they can half-ass their value adds, right? You know, maybe you had this all these big grand plans about this business plan you're going to execute. But you got halfway through it. You basically, how you know, you blew your projected rents out of the water. You hit your stabilized value, you know, in terms of the projected stabilized value, much quicker than uh, you expected. And and through investing less money in capital expenditures than you anticipated, so you kind of lost focus on that deal. It went well. It went well enough. And then you started looking for the new deals. 
it's not really that same landscape anymore, right? So now this question is a much more relevant question. Where can I actually invest my dough to earn the highest return? So hypothetically speaking from a mathematical standpoint, let's say you spent $20,000 on painting a bunch of exterior window and door trim, roof soffit, et cetera, on your 10 unit building. So you spend $20,000 in exterior paint and it you know, improved the curb appeal as a result. Now you spend 20 grand. Let's say you were able to increase the rent on those units by, let's call it 15 bucks a unit, right? It's not a big lift. Maybe you took them from 1500 bucks to 1515, right? And it's just a little bit easier to achieve that rent because the building's got better curb appeal. It looks like a more desirable community to live in. So we take 15 bucks times 10 units. It's 150 bucks a month times 12 is 1800. We do 1800 divided by 20,000. That's a 9% return, 9% return in your 20K. Okay, that's not great, right? That's maybe maybe isn't the, the best use of that capital. But let's say that you were able to increase rents 30 bucks a unit, right? And let's say you spent that 20 grand on, let's say, common area renovations, new paint and flooring and all the common areas, which which uh, most multifamily investors forget the how significant your return on dollars is when you're investing in common area improvements. So let's say you're able to take rents from 1530 or excuse me 1500 to 1530 you get another 30 bucks a month which is 2%, right? That's a 2% increase. That's not crazy amount. That's not a crazy increase. It's a pretty marginal increase. But you take 30 bucks times 10 units, that's 300 a month. Times 12, 3600 divided by $20,000 that you're spending on those renos. Now you're at an 18% return, 18% and that's a return that you can realize in the short term within 12 months, right? In terms of you do that work and then you start increasing lease renewals as, as leases come due. And there's oftentimes opportunities to invest capital and earn a significantly higher return than even just what I'm using here in these hypothetical examples. So instead of chasing a new deal where it's an unknown, right? You're going out there, you're, you're putting capital down to an asset that you don't know that well outside of what you've been able to do during inspections. And you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes versus deals you already own that you understand intimately. There's an opportunity to invest in your current portfolio and continue optimizing that portfolio, increasing your cash flow, increasing the NOI, therefore increasing the building value, right? And I didn't even get into the actual return on that 20K that you're investing in the exterior of the common area improvements from a cap rate standpoint when you start applying that to that increase in income. I'm just talking about immediate return as it relates to return on cost from an annual increase in NOI standpoint. So to make a long story short, because I think you, you're starting to understand what I'm talking about here as a listener, is before you rush to take all of the available capital you have and put it into a new deal, think about where you can deploy that within the properties that you already own to maximize the return on that actual cash, right? And the other piece of this piece of this is there is infinitely less execution risk when investing capital into a property that you already know intimately, that you've already owned, that you're very familiar with, and typically, you know, you're not investing a meaningful amount of capital into what I'm talking about here outside of major capex, that's a much more easily projected return than going out there and buying a new asset that you're unfamiliar with. So, something that I'm encouraging a lot of multifamily investors to think about as we end 2023, as we go into 2024, as the market gets a little bit trickier. And as it becomes even more important to operate your existing portfolio well. So if this was something, uh, if this episode, I should say, was something that was enlightening to you or that was eye-opening to you, please consider leaving the show a rating and a review. 
And uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please check it out. Linking the YouTube channel and all the show notes nowadays. And we just put up our videos there as well. Just getting started there. So it's, you know, there's nothing other than just the video format of the podcast. But if you want the podcast and video and you want to see some shorts and some clips from it, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And that link will be in the show notes. But thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. (laughs) 